0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doane, and today we're going to be talking about deal sourcing. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my weekly update. So this week, um, the weather's been very variable. This week, um, it's been um, some really good weather. So last weekend, um, so you'll be hearing this on Thursday, and it's Sunday evening when I'm recording this. So. The weekend's been fairly warm, but we've had the odd shower and the last week has been on and off with rain. So it's been a real mix of weather. Uh, This weekend on the Saturday when I went and did my park run in the morning at nine o'clock, it was super warm. It was already about 17 or 18 degrees, so it was a lot warmer than it normally was. So um, I was looking forward to it it because it had been raining the week before when we'd done it. So it was really nice to be out in the sun. Um, usually when it's that warm, um, cause I always do, or usually do my park run with snow, my dog, as you, as most of you will know from previous episodes of the podcast, but when it's warmer, I usually take it a little bit slower. Um, because she struggles a little bit more when it's warmer. She's, she still loves it. She loves every minute of it. She loves running around, um, and playing with people as she goes, which is fantastic. So, but I normally just ease up and take it a little bit slower because it's a bit warmer. Um, like I say this weekend, it was warm again. So, um, I had planned to take it a little bit slower, um, but she was dead keen. She was super excited to get off from the starting line. Um, so she practically pulled me pulled me uh, over the starting line and took me off into a, a fairly quick start, um, which was nice. It was a g- really good pace, actually. And, um, and she didn't slow down at all for the whole five kilometres, which she normally does. So towards the end of it, she normally kind of um, settles in and falls in just behind me. So the first lap, normally it's a four lap race where I run um first lap she's normally pulling on her lead to get around and um, despite the second lap comes round, she's usually falling in by my side and she'll run in right level with me and then if she gets tired and that's where she normally sticks for the rest of the race but if it's a bit warmer she then falls a little bit behind me and i use that as a kind of a pace there because when she falls behind a little bit she's on the lead but obviously um she's just running on a slack lead I'll slow down a wee bit just to make it a little bit more comfortable for her. Uh, This week, she was pretty much, I was surprised she was pretty much pulling me around the whole way, um, which was really nice. And it meant that um, we very almost got to my fastest um, time. So we almost set a PB. We were about uh, 16 seconds off, I think. So um, I was really pleased with that considering how warm it was. She was super excited um even afterwards she didn't even uh sit down and like she normally did she was ready to go and uh play again so um i threw a ball and we pl- played for a little while in the park um which was fantastic because normally she's uh she's usually a bit more tired so she she had she absolutely loved it and had a great time and like i said um we almost set our personal best which i was well chuffed with so uh, maybe we'll try and do that over the next few weekends try and uh Get, get some uh, speed on and see if we can knock another 16 or 17, indeed 17 seconds off to beat my personal best. So uh, I think that'd be really good. So today's topic is deal packaging. And I wanted to talk about deal packaging from a number of angles. So first of all, I thought I'd cover off what deal packaging was just in case any of you haven't really heard about it or you've heard about it and you don't know too much about it. Um, that'd be a good start. And then Um, I wanted to go on to a little bit of how you can use deal packaging and also how you can use deal packages as well. So deal packaging is simply, um, so a deal packager is somebody who looks for property deals and it doesn't matter what kind of property deals in it, each deal packager may have a speciality in uh, different type of deals. So you may have a deal packager who specializes in commercial conversions, for example, or you might have a deal packager or spe- who specializes in um, HMOs. Um, but that you may find a generalist deal packager who does a little bit of everything, um, who goes and views properties, and uh, whatever the best strategy for that property is, they package it up in a way that's best for that property. Um, now, so what the deal packaging element is, so they review a property, they put all together they put together all the details about the property and what the best strategy for that property is, and then sell that deal onto a buyer. So if uh, a deal packager had a deal that they didn't want to do, they could sell that deal onto me, so they make a a small profit from that, and I get that deal. So I pay them a little bit of money, and then I pay the vendor or whatever the deal is, whatever the asking price is, or whatever the negotiated rate is. So it's quite straightforward. Um, how it works, um, there are a whole lot of deal packages in the community, which is really good, really positive. Uh, lots of people out there doing it. A lot of people use it to get started in property um, because you can make kind of um, uh, sums of money quite quickly without actually having any property or um, buying any property or controlling any property yourself, so you can do it with uh, kind of no uh, capital expenditure. Um, straight out so you don't have to actually invest anything to be able to get started in deal packaging. So a lot of people like I say use that to, as their first step in the property door, so to speak, um, which can be quite useful. Um, so it may be worth considering if you're getting started on your property journey to investigate deal packaging a little bit more and y- you look at it as a potential option for you going forward. So it's like I say, it's worth having a look at. So it's really quite interesting. And as you develop your your own strategies and your de- property uh, deal sourcing may be your only strategy, it may be your primary strategy. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a really good strategy. Um, in fact, I know a couple of people in the progressive community who uh, make a career out of it and they make a really good career out of it as well. So that's something to think of. But if it's not your primary strategy, it's worth thinking about anyway, because If you go and look at a property and you do all the analysis on on that property and you find or you come to the conclusion that that property is not for you for whatever reason, it may be that it's not in your area, it's not quite meeting the numbers that you want, or uh, maybe it wouldn't quite match your primary strategy, you can package that deal up for somebody else So that you've not kind of wasted that time, although it's never wasted time because it's always good to do the analysis and find out things that don't work just as much as it is to find out things that will work. Because You can always learn from those things, but you can actually make money from that as well by selling that deal on to somebody else. So, for example, if you go and look at a property and your primary strategy is single lets, for example, so you go in, you view the property. And actually, after reviewing the property and running the numbers, it's not going to work as a single let. The profit margin isn't there, um, or whatever. You could look at it and say, actually, this could be a great HMO, or it could be ran as a great SA unit. So you you run the numbers for that, and actually, it does work. But you've either got no interest in running an SA unit, or HMO, or that's not your primary strategy. So you don't know enough about it. Um, what you can do like i say is sell that deal on to somebody else who already does sa or hmos and still make a profit off of it so it's not been um a waste of time or just or just a learning experience you've actually profited from that as well so deal packaging fees range uh, from um a very small amount so you know um if you uh, i was at the 10x property super conference the other week i can't remember who the speaker was now but one of the speakers said their very first property sourcing deal, and um, they sold the deal on for £500. Now that in itself is quite good for very little work. You may have gone and viewed a property, you've done a bit of analysis on it, and then you've sold the deal on for £500. So that's not too bad in itself, but that's kind of the lower end of the spectrum that I've heard of. So um, you can get for between £500 and £3,000, or sometimes even higher if it's a um, commercial conversions or something, if it's a much bigger project it's going to go for a much higher price Um, but generally for single lets HMOs SA units that kind of thing it's between 500 and 3,000 or 5,000 pounds sometimes Um, but like I say commercial conversions and bigger um, much bigger SA units or much bigger uh, HMO units you know we're talking 20 beds can go for much higher than that Um, so it's a good way of making chunks of money and if you do that enough times it's quite possible that you can build up Enough funds to get your own buy to or HMO or whatever you want your primary strategy or secondary strategy to be. So it's a good way of starting out and utilising um, your your experience and your knowledge from your current viewings that you not necessarily right for you and still making a profit for them. So I hope that makes sense. So, but the other thing in terms of deal packaging that I wanted to talk about is. It's quite useful to work with local deal packages because at some point you won't have the time to be able to source enough properties yourself. So it's worth looking around and utilizing local deal packages um, that you can work with to identify your deals. And as you get to know deal packages and form a relationship with a deal packager, they will start knowing what your strategy are, uh, what your strategies are, how you work. And come up with deals that are going to be right for you. So the uh, the better your relationship is with the deal packager, the better the deals they're going to bring you are, which is quite a nice a nice way of looking at things. Um, it's really hand, handy to have other people looking out for deals for you as well. So it's it's a really great opportunity for you to kind of multiply your time spent on property because... There's only 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are at editing. There are only 24 hours in a day, so you can only use 24 hours. But if you've got other people who are looking out for deals for you, then that can really help you move forward and expand your business. So so definitely kind of utilize deal packages or property sources, whatever you want to call them. Now, the thing to remember is when you're using property sources, because I've been around the property. Uh, progressive property community a little while now and quite frequently in the facebook pages or uh, other online or in um, ypn magazine property Mag network magazine um, there are comments in there about um, how to work with deal sources and how much should people trust them and, and all this kind of thing and one of the things to remember i think is that when you're using a deal sourcer is what you're doing is outsourcing and leveraging somebody else's time. So they're doing some of the research for you. So they're going and viewing properties and they're doing some analysis for you. And they're um, getting all that together and packaging it up in a way that is hopefully attractive to you. But the thing to remember is that you can never outsource the risk. So if you've got a property deal that looks good to you, what you need to do is double check all the figures that you've been given by the property sourcer. Now, if you've got a good relationship with the property sourcer, you've known them, you've worked with them, you probably have to do this less because you kind of know um, what how they work and how they operate and how they put together their numbers. Each property sourcer or deal packager has a different way of putting together their deals and and uh, marketing them. So, for example, if you're looking at a HMO figure... Some deal packages will use £100 uh, per person um, t- as the bill costs for the property. Some people may use £50 per person per cost. Um, and that number will heavily vary depending on what area of the country you're in. But even within a local area, the number may differ by 10 to £20 per person. Now, depending on your risk appetite you may want to tweak those numbers to your own numbers to make see if they still make sense um, with your risk appetite. So if they've used, say, £50 per person for the bills, you may think, well, actually, from my experience in my area, it usually costs £70 per person, or maybe it costs £60 per person, but you like to have a £10 buffer for whatever reason. So change the numbers out and sw- you know, switch those numbers out to your own numbers and make sure that the deal still stacks up so that you don't come a cropper later on or further down the line. Um, Because, you know, if you if you've run, if you've run purely on the deal packages numbers and it they have a different level of risk than you do, then you could come and stuck a little bit further down the line. But like I say, just always think about that and, and do that with all the numbers so if for example let's talk about the bigger end of the scale you're talking about a commercial conversion um, you're looking at buying a block of old offices and converting them into a residential unit for example now the deal packager might have come up with an end price to sell each of the apartments or uh, flats at um, so say they've said that each apartment will sell for approximately 120,000 pounds now what you need to double check is, is that the average price of the apartments or flats in your area? Is that right? If you look and you think, well, actually, you could probably get a little bit more and the the deal package's risk appetite has been quite low. So they've played it on the safe side. So you could actually think, oh, actually, I could probably get maybe another 20k per flat. So you can work up a different best case scenario. But you can also look at it and go, oh, actually, they've been on the bit on the on the positive side there and that that is the average but you know it can be difficult to get that so maybe i want to budget in 10 grand less than that and so you run the numbers again with the slightly lower figures and see if that deal still makes sense for you to do see if the profit margin is still worthwhile um so like i say it's always worth looking at those numbers and making sure that they're using your risk appetite like i say everybody's risk appetite is going to be different And that's going to be the same for deal packages and property sources. You know, each individual deal package or property source is going to have their own risk appetite, which is going to be different than yours. But once, like I say, once you get used to working with a deal source, if you use one or two regularly, then you'll get to know whether they use or have the same risk appetite as you do. And you will automatically be able to adjust the numbers based on how they've worked in the past and make it work for you. So hopefully all that makes sense. Um I think that's a very quick cut of uh, you know what deal packaging is and how to use them. Um so hopefully you've got a little bit of information from that. If you want to know slightly more about deal packaging, uh Progressive Property offer a deal packaging course. Um, they also offer a deal packaging discovery day as well. Um so Check that out if you want to, if you think it's something that interests you. Um, I thoroughly recommend uh, all the progressive property courses at at Peterborough where they hold most of them, although they have started doing some of them in London and Bristol now as well. Um, I've not done the deal packaging course myself. Um, I kind of got a lot of the information I know about deal packaging from the multiple streams of property income event and also um, from a couple of property books that I've read as well. And I've also talked to a number of deal packages in the community. So a couple of my friends have actually given up work to become full-time. So They've given up their day jobs and they've become full-time deal packages and property sources. And they're actually making a really decent living out of that now. So that's how I kind of learned about it. So I, I can't personally comment on the progressive deal packaging courses. But based on my knowledge of the other courses, I think it's going to be excellent. So if it's something that interests you, check that out. Go ahead and check that out. Um, Of course, check out um, David Siegler. So David Siegler is the um, progressive number one deal package trainer. Um, So he runs a lot of their courses and he's their kind of guru on deal packaging. I've met him a couple of times and indeed he's got his own uh, podcast specifically to do with deal sourcing. So check that out if that's going to be of interest to you. Um, so hopefully uh, that like I say that's a bit of help. I am going to leave you there for today. Um, so stop listening to me and go and check out some deal packaging. Thank you very much. See you next week.